Welcome back to the podcast, folks. We are talking about Wordsworth again, William Wordsworth. For me, says Swim, these poems are a lot more enjoyable once I have some context about them. First read through, I'm thinking, meh. I do some research. The second read through, I'm more like, oh, I do like these. Upon Westminster Bridge, the poem speaker contemplates the city at dawn, seeing it for its breathtaking beauty, while also acknowledging the industrial forces transforming it. Evening on Calais Beach. This poem was inspired by a seaside walk Wordsworth took with his daughter Caroline at Calais, France. The speaker appreciates the serene beauty of coastal sunset while on a walk with a dear child. Though the girl does seem particularly awestruck by the majestic scenery, the speaker reasons that this is because children feel the majestic presence of God all the time, or nature. On the extinction of the Venetian Republic, in 1797 the Republic was plundered by retreating Austrian and French forces following an invasion by Napoleon, and the Republic of Venice was split into the Austrian Venetian province, the Cisalpine Republic, a French client state, and the Ionian French Department of Greece. 1802 England poems. These five sonnets were written after Wordsworth's journey to France, where he witnessed the aftermath of the French Revolution, and then returned to England. In his own words, Wordsworth was struck with the vanity and parade of our own country, especially in great towns and cities, as a contrast with the quiet and, as I may say, desolation that the revolution has produced in France. This must be borne in mind, or else the reader may think that in this and the succeeding sonnets I have exaggerated the mischief engendered and fostered among us by undisturbed wealth. Sonnet 2 is the most famous one. The poem praises the famous 17th century poet... John Milton, and suggests that England would be better off if it modelled itself after Milton and the values of his era. Very cool. Oh gosh, I can't read much tonight again. Just on account of being deathly tired. The Solitary Reaper. Behold her, single in the field, Yon solitary highland lass, reaping and singing by herself, stop here or gently pass. Alone she cuts and binds the grain and sings a melancholy strain, or listen for the veil profound is overflowing with the sound. The, uh, sorry, no nightingale did ever chaunt more welcome notes to weary bands of travellers in some shady haunt among Arabian sands. A voice so thrilling never was heard in springtime from the cuckoo bird, breaking the silence of the seas among the farthest Hebrides. Will no one tell me what she sings? Perhaps the plaintive numbers flow, for old and happy far-off things and battles long ago. Or is it some more humbled lay, familiar matter of today, some natural sorrow, loss or pain that has been and may be again, Whatever the theme, the maiden sang, as if her song could have no ending. I saw her sing at her work, and over the sickle bending. I listened motionless and still, and as I mounted up the hill, 
The music in my heart I bore long after it was heard no more. Perfect Woman She was a phantom of delight when first she gleamed upon my sight, a lovely apparition sent to be a moment ornament. Her eyes as stars of twilight fair like twilights to her dusky hair, but all things else about her drawn. From Maytime and the cheerful dawn, a dancing shape and image gay to haunt, to startle, and waylay. I saw her upon nearer view, a spirit yet a woman too, her household motions light and free and steps of virgin liberty, a countenance in which did meet, of sweet records, promises as sweet, a creature not too bright or good for human nature's daily food, for transient sorrows, simple wiles, praise, blame, love, kisses, tears, and smiles. And now I see, with eye serene, the very pulse of the machine, a being breathing through our uh, thought, a being breathing thoughtful breath, a traveller between life and death. The reason firm, the temperature, temperate will, endurance, foresight, strength and skill, a perfect woman nobly planned to warn, to comfort and command, and yet a spirit still and bright with something of angelic light. Daffodils. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high over vales and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze, continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance, the waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not be gay, in such a jocund company, I gazed and gazed, but little thought, what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft when on my couch I lie, in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. Three poems tonight. Sorry, it's a bit of a short one, but that's all I have in me at the moment. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.